everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am McLovin. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Now, here's your host, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny. Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin and DC Fuckboys back of the line <laughs> again. Your time is up. We talked Suicide Squad because we had to. Now we're doing what we love. This is what the show is all about. Don't get it twisted. We are a Marvel podcast <laughs> now. Well, always, not now. It's always been that way. I was going to say, even the episode that we did, we did Suicide Squad. We were complaining that we had to do Suicide Squad, so we did a trailer for a Marvel movie anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, I really liked the Suicide Squad. It's <laughs> yeah, it like, was good. <laughs> it's like top three for the year for me right now. So, yeah. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. So, not, not actually knocking it. I just, you know what it is? Our third year, you brought this up. Our third year anniversary is coming up soon yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you brought it to my attention i mean i knew i knew it obviously but like i wasn't really thinking about it yet but we were talking on the phone the other day and you brought that up and i was like yeah you're right i really gotta start assembling clips (laughs) so i'm not like (laughs) slapping it together like the week before like oh fuck what i gotta listen to every episode now what dumb shit did we say this year Oh my God. I, so I went back and I just listened to, you need to listen to the Snyder cut episode again. And (laughs) I know this is the Swampies need to understand. This isn't like a, um, Oh, I'm so proud of myself, like ego trip type thing. But like when you're working on a podcast and especially like we're the people who edit the show, we record the show. We also have conversations off mic, uh, about movies. So like, the lines blur. And I know I've talked about it early in the show's process that like edit, like it gets in this weird loop of like, I remember having a conversation with you and then I remember listening, like editing the conversation with you and then listening to the completed conference. Like, and then I don't remember like what was real and what wasn't and like what was in a recording and what is, and like just the lines blur And after a while, after now almost three years of editing the show, when I listen to us, I don't hear myself anymore. Like, it's just, there's two voices. There's my voice, Sky, and your voice, Colin. But, like, they're kind of their own thing, if that makes sense. So when when I listen to me, I don't hear me. I'm just like, there's a guy. (laughs) You know, like I hear, I hear voice one, voice two. Okay. 
that being said, I was on fire that episode. I'm like, damn, whoever this guy is, is fucking funny. And I would definitely touch his wiener. And in <laughs> fact, I have touched his wiener a lot, <laughs> a fucking lot. All since he thought that. Yeah. You were, you listened to that and you were like, I need to pursue this man. And then you found him and things. Were he just, was in my bed. Yeah. Yeah. Things have, things have gotten, you know, it's gotten serious. It escalated fast. You're, you're going steady now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I was listening to my description of the Martian Manhunter post credit scene. And I was like, that's a, first of all, it's exactly how it played out. I, I actually thought about that the other day because I've been on the, uh, me and Ryan, we've been, we've been going hard on those Funko pops. Ryan's mm. been flipping them. He's been making a lot of money, but nice. I saw so there's a few that I've been looking for. Cause I just want to flip them. And I went and I forget where I was, but I saw the Martian Manhunter pop and I didn't buy it, but I just thought to myself, like I could hear you talking about it. And you're like the, the level of like intelligence about this conversation is just like, Oh yeah. And by the way, I'm Martian Manhunter. <laughs> That's exactly what happens in the movie. Exactly what happens. So all that being said, I just listened to that. So I was in a mood to like poke fun at the DC fans, but you know, DC has been coming around, but we are finally talking about another Marvel movie. Finally, like Black Widow just came out like not that long ago. And I'm like, oh, thank God we could talk about Marvel. Plus, you got Loki and what if and everything on the Black Widow episode. We talked Loki and then Black Widow. And that was only like three episodes ago. And then last episode, we talked about Eternals. <laughs> it's like almost every yeah. other episode we're talking Marvel. Yeah, well, deservedly so. They are fucking busy boys and girls over there. So fucking busy. And like, dude, I, uh, I feel, feel great about like movies and the world and stuff. Actually the week I saw Shang Chi is the first time in a long time. I actually went to the theaters twice in the same week. It's the first time I've done that since before the pandemic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Brutal. I used to go like three times a week and post pandemic, it was like twice a month. I, yeah. would, I get to go to the theaters. I haven't gone actually a, like when we put our first newsletter out, which by the way, go sub to that newsletter on our website. Um, when I put that out though, I had gone to the movies a lot lately. Like there was one week, I think I went like three or four times and I don't think I've been back to the movies since I saw this movie. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't watched a movie in a minute. I did go to the movies and then I had to leave about 30 minutes into the movie, which sucked. But other than that, yeah, I haven't been in a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I want to go more. I'm winding down my work season, starting to get a little bit lighter. Actually, the next couple of weeks are going to be fucking insane. But after that, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to, you know, I'm not looking to work again for probably all of November, most of December, <laughs> the rest of my life. You joke, but that's a lot of people like every place you go into is like now hiring and like, how is nobody working? Like, that's insane to me, but that juiced unemployment, whatever, man, <laughs> it's, I gotta get a taste of that. I didn't get any of that, but, uh, but no, I want to take, I want to take some time off, catch up on movies, especially by that time. Like we're going to have like Dune last night in Soho, mm -hmm. Uh, French Dispatch, all of these movies coming out. It's going to be the floodgates opening for like uh, Oscar crams. And uh, yeah, I want to make sure I'm available for that. Yeah. Nothing to do with like being there for my son when he gets out of school or anything like that. I just want to be, just want to be around to see Dune. <laughs> we got 
all the movies coming out for Oscar Cram. Venom, Halloween Kills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Clifford. yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> oh, my God. Clifford with that big red dick. <laughs> yes, Clifford the big red dick. Clifford is the only movie that, like, since the Delta variant has been, like, a thing that's gotten pushed back, I think. Like, there's been movies that have, like, pushed the movie back, like, two weeks or, like, moved forward a little bit, like, but not, like, a ton of movement. Clifford, they were, like, Oh, we gotta move this back months. Like, like we this is gonna totally destroy our box office income. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, that makes sense because dogs can get COVID. It doesn't matter when you really sit; no one's gonna see it. It looks like trash. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks bad. We saw Tom and Jerry already. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I I didn't, but I did watch Space Jam, so that was enough. Like, it's same shit. Oh, you know, other recent development. I finally saw enough movies released this year that my top 10 and bottom 10 will not cross over now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> AKA I've seen 20 movies this year. Nice. I'm really not that far ahead of you, honestly. I'm going to start cramming. I, there were a couple, like last week I watched three movies. I watched uh, Cry Macho, this movie, and I watched um, next week's movie, Candyman. Mm. Yeah. So, little quick note. I think I'm going to do a written on Cry Macho for the newsletter. Uh, for the newsletter. Nice. Um, spoiler alert. I did not like it. <laughs> so look forward to hearing me talk shit on that movie in the newsletter. You didn't sound macho when you're crying about it. I cried. I cried, bitch. Though. <laughs> cry, cry, bitch. <laughs> I cry bitch. That's my that's my movie. <laughs> cry bitch. You know what I thought about though? Like just going back to uh to Marvel. If you're not counting what if, which I was just about to ask you if you've been watching it or not, but if you don't count what if this year, we got four canon shows and four canon movies. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Making up for lost time, dude. I know. Gotta do it. It's it's just awesome. Like there's just been it's been so much. And so much of it has been Pretty, like I would say like all the shows for the most part have been like decent to really good. Um, yeah, I'm not, well, I haven't been watching what if I watched the first episode and I stopped. Yeah. I watched the first two episodes. It's cool. I like it, but um, it hasn't like grabbed me the same way. I think because of the non-canonical nature, but there are things that I'm seeing in it where I'm like interesting, like them, giving more time to certain like C or D level characters that mm -hmm. have been in the, in the movies. So we know they do exist within the MCU's continuity already and seeing them used in different manners. And I'm just like, that would be interesting. Like it'd be interesting for like, what if to kind of introduce the ideas of certain characters mm -hmm. so that when they show up in the movies, you're a lot less like what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. But we're going to get into that. Cause I think Shang-Chi does a, does a lot of things that are like, man, they're really not pumping the brakes at all anymore. They're just going for it and be like, we're going to put whatever we want in the movies it's from the comics, but we're going to put whatever we want in these movies now because you guys got on board with the talking tree and alligator Loki. So the gloves are off. We're not fucking, <laughs> we don't care. We don't care what you, you can believe anything in this world. Now, everything is real in this world now. Yeah. WandaVision, everything, just the doors are completely open. There is, there is no place they can't go anymore. Mm -hmm. We had a living planet. Like it's over. <laughs> 
Because it's funny, like, what if technically isn't canon, but also it technically could also be canon? Like, you can't say that it's not. Well, a lot of the Watcher, the Watchers are canon because of the post-credit in Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. So, like, at least, like, these characters do exist in the MCU. It's just a matter of, like, oh, these are alternate timelines. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, you, now with the multiverse being open, you can't say that it's not. It couldn't be canon, like, because it could just take place in another timeline. Because I've said, I'm like, it's not really grabbing me. Like, I should probably watch more because I didn't think the first episode was all that good. But also, I I actually don't really like the animation. I think the animation sometimes looks really good. I think other times it looks, like, super stiff and crappy. And yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks either, honestly. Okay. So I don't know. Like I, I watched the first one and I put the second one on and I watched like most of it, but I should really stick with it. Cause I've heard like the fourth episode and I think the fifth episode are both very good. Um, this will probably be like yeah. a Mandalorian situation for me where I come back and watch it like a year later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it. I, I've been watching it just occasionally like eating cereal in the middle of the night, sitting on my living room floor, throw it on. Mm-hmm. So I only have Disney plus on the TV. Yeah. Um, I just don't have it logged in on any other devices. So I'll get around to it, but you know, there's so much Marvel stuff happening. It's so hard to keep up with, you know, it's our job to do it, but mm-hmm. you know, who likes doing their job? Clearly nobody. <laughs> so if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Be like, man, I love this job. I quit. <laughs> I'll never work again because I love this job. Yeah. I'm done. I found uh, one I love and I go check that off the list. I won it jobs. Yep. Found one I loved. Now I can go do other things. Yeah, now I now I literally will never work again. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking trailer park. But man, what are we talking? You know exactly what we're talking. Don't even fuck with me. Mm. We're talking. We're talking <laughs> Spider. I'm not even putting up uh fucking you know an act for this one. We're talking Spider Man No Way Home, baby. Very excited. Very um, excited. I'm gonna say this right now. Mm-hmm. This might be the fucking coolest Marvel trailer I've ever seen. Ooh. Like obviously, there's hype for like Infinity War. And then subsequently Endgame. That's like a very different kind of hype. That's like a that's like a kind of like, oh my God, like this is gonna be huge. Like what what the fuck is gonna go down? Like all of these years of build up and like this is the payoff. Or I feel like this one is is like more so than anything else that's come out. Like, whoa, this could really be like a huge jump off for the rest of the MCU. I think uh just in general, like I, I agree with you, but also for Marvel fans, this trailer, this trailer has a lot of Easter eggs in it that are like could be really cool. They're either they're just they're just there to make Marvel fans think about shit and probably be wrong. A lot of swerves. <laughs> there's a few that I'll, I'll I'll mention, but there's some really cool stuff in it that I'm like, oh shit, is that are they doing that? Does that mean that? Yeah, we still have this. This is a great trailer also because there's things people are expecting and they they still haven't they've shown you enough where you're like oh are they doing it but they they haven't given it to you yet yeah. <laughs> they're giving you the blue balls a little bit a little bit of the blue balls for sure um mm-hmm. i don't want to fuck around do you want to watch this trailer oh i yes i do 
look at this, this is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop, come on. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> you want that, that power? Just like stay up here all day. Oh yeah. It is so crazy down there. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is in fact. I like this picking up right at the end Listen, of the I did uh, not kill Mysterio. The drones movie. did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. But how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. Yeah, how do you go to school like that, bro? This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So I know I want those lights. So, Peter, to what do I owe the pleasure? Yeah. I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Steven. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. I love Doctor Strange. When revealed my identity, my entire life got know, screwed up. But, yeah, I was wondering yeah. if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Oh, I love Wong. Fine. I can't wait to I talk won't. about Wong. <laughs> the entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned, he's my best friend. Oh, my Aunt May should really stop talking. <laughs> what just happened? Everybody's fucking up the multiverse. Multiverse is a concept about which we that, that raises some questions for me. We'll get to it. The problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. Oh, Be careful what you wish for, Parker. There it is. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, Peter. Oh, that just gave me chills. So I've watched this trailer so many times and it just gave me chills. Damn, Boyle. Dude, you hear Willem Dafoe's laugh. You fucking see Doc Ock pop up. It's, what more can he ask he for? gave you a Doc Cock. Doc Cock. You see that Doc Cock? Well, I was saying you got a Doc Cock because you saw Doc Ock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I docked my <laughs> cock no. in one of his tentacles. <laughs> just just going to dock this right here. No, this is this is a really, really cool trailer. Um, So everyone everyone wants to see, you know, th- that was the rumor. Everyone was like, oh, they're, they're going to have the old villains in it. They're going to have the old Spider-Men in it. That's not confirmed. Um, Who knows? I, I think that is going to happen. I, at this point, I'd actually be pretty surprised if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire aren't in it. Um, yeah, especially because there's been some leaks and stuff like that. But um, out of everyone that's old coming back, who are you the most excited to see? Hmm. The- theoretically, because we don't, we, you know, in this trailer, it only shows us uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. You don't actually get to see anyone else, but I think it's confirmed right. like Willem Dafoe. And I, th- I think Jamie Foxx is in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, he. I think he was confirmed for it. Yeah, but just theoretically, like, out of anyone coming back, who would you be the most excited to see? From the past movies? I mean, Willem Dafoe is amazing, so it would be cool seeing him. Mm-hmm. But then again, Doc, that's, Spider-Man 2 is great. Such a mm-hmm. good sequel, and Doc Ock is a huge part of that. Like, the, that villain was so awesome. And talk about having villains who have like these multiple layers and the depth that Marvel has always done. It's crazy to me that Sony was able to do that then before that was really like the archetype for super villains. Yeah. And they were doing it. And now it's like Sony can't get their head out of their ass to do shit without <laughs> Marvel helping them. It's really tough. I, I'd be interested to see Tobey Maguire's interaction with uh, Tom Holland. For yeah, for me, it's villain wise, it's Willem Dafoe, just because it's Willem Dafoe. I do yeah. agree with you. Like, it's awesome that they they have uh, Doc Ock coming back, and I would definitely be interested in seeing Jamie Fox come back as well. Um, just because it's Jamie Fox, and I think he got thrown some shitty ass script <laughs> with that character, yeah. but like, and that should have been good. Um. But yeah, for me, for villain wise, I just really want to see uh, Willem Dafoe back. And I don't give like, I don't want this to sound like I'm shitting on him. I don't really give a shit if Andrew Garfield's in the movie. I just want to see Tobey Maguire in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a lot of that is just, we, we've talked about it before. There's so much nostalgia with those first films and those first films got me into comic books and into Spider-Man and stuff like that. So for me, I'm just like more nostalgia wise. I would really like to see Tobey Maguire come back. Right. And yeah, there was that, the whole thing with that leaked footage where it looks like, did you see the leak footage? No, there's, there's a clip that was out there. Sony put a, put the band hammer on it. Like, put, I think like put like a copyright, like a, like, I don't know what, you, what it is. Basically like file copyright on it. And like, it got taken down a lot of places, but there's, there is a clip out there and it's Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man suit. And f- first a picture came out and it looks like it's, it's a uh, Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man suit. And it looks like it's Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Man suit on a soundstage with, with like railings and then like a blue screen behind them. And then like a few days later yeah. footage got released and it looks like it's from the same set and it's a clip of Andrew Garfield and there's no sound but it's him looking in the direction that Tobey Maguire would be standing in. And if you read his lips, it says, uh, you have web blood, which would make sense because Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, he can shoot the webs out of him. Whereas the other two have web blasters. Right. And then he like looks over to what looks like a possibly a third character, which people are saying it would be Tom Holland. So like that came out and then someone online said that he like deep faked it and made it. And then, but then people debunked that. I think the whole thing with them being it is a really bad kept secret because yeah, even like, like Sony's like Sony's trying to like lay copyright on stuff to get it off the internet, but they're also allowing Andrew Garfield to go on like Jimmy Fallon and like refute it, which like you have to go through studios. So I think they're just like, Andrew, just do this interview and say that you're not in it to like, so we could save face. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think they're in it. It definitely seems like they are. Yeah. Why not? They're already, they're already shown the crossover from the other universes like why not yeah they want the they want the payoff the surprise i'm sure they will pop up in a trailer once the movie's out you know like the final tv spot or something yeah 
That's what I think is going to happen. Like, I would actually love it if they don't reveal that until you see the movie. But yeah, I, they're probably like, oh, like that's really, that's going to be like what's really going to get people in the theater, which isn't true. People are going to I think this movie is going to be insanely successful. I think so many people are excited for it. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to ask you, though, how how do you feel about Doctor Strange? I guess, theoretically fucking up the multiverse in this. Hmm. In terms of like him doing the spell and everything and like him kind of being out of character for, I mean, I guess that for me also, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, it's, it just seems like it's weird. Like would is, so is it going to be multiple people at the same time fucked up the, the multiverse? So it's really out of whack. Cause it, it seems like everything was put in motion from Loki. Um, or is it because Loki and Sylvie killed Kang and now there's no one protecting it. It allows someone like Dr. Strange to be able to fuck it up without consequences. Is that how it's, this is working? It just seems weird that it's like there would be an event in Loki that would send the multiverse out of whack, but then also simultaneously Dr. Strange would also do something to the multiverse. It seems like a little sloppy to me. I don't know. Cause we don't know. We don't know everything yet. Loki is still kind of unanswered. Mm hmm. As to the ramifications of all that, you just got a tease of what's what's to come. And then this is under such tight wrap where it's like, who's to say that it's not a scroll? It's true. Because he, he does act pretty out of character. Now, there's a there's a theory that there's some some Mephisto-ness going on. What do you think about that? Every every single thing that comes out now is Mephisto. Yeah. Like every every Marvel thing that gets released, like is has been Mephisto. I think WandaVision had the closest connection to it. I mean, we already got the dark hold mm-hmm. and stuff, which isn't Mephisto's thing. It's yeah. Uh, got the chaos God, whatever his name is. I cannot remember something with a C CT Cthulhu. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that was the closest. I think we got to Mephisto teases, but yeah, everything comes out now. It's just like, it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto, Mephisto. And, uh, I mean, it's just a sensible place to go. He's such a cool character. Um, maybe even ties into Shang-Chi now. But we'll we'll talk about all that. I don't think I don't think that's Mephisto. I think maybe Doctor Strange has a new lease on life. You know? Maybe. Things at the things at the Sanctum are very odd. Also notice he's wearing the eye of Agamotto again, which was broken by Thanos mm-hmm. in their timeline. Yeah. Maybe he created a new one, whatever. Maybe because of going back in time and returning the stones. No, because the stones would be gone then from that time. That was the whole yeah. point. Yeah. Because that's time doesn't work in a loop where it's like by returning the stones to their point in time, you will then have them again in your future. Like, that's not how that that works. Yeah. Like, they would still be gone. So what's in the eye of Agamotto? I don't know. There's a lot of questions here, my man. There are a lot of questions. And I don't have any of the answers. You f- I'm going to go scroll. You're going I scroll. Okay. Scroll. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm I'm just, I'm putting it all out there. I think Mephisto is in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. That's what I'm saying. I think I said that when we talked about WandaVision also, and I agree like WandaVision yeah. definitely had the, it seemed like things were leading up towards that in WandaVision. It didn't happen. Um, yeah, but I think nightmare is the villain in multiverse. Do you think that there's not going to be anything that ties into him though? Cause here, here's, here's just what I'm going to say. This movie's polling, not oh, not entirely, but this the movie is definitely pulling from um this one Spider-Man comic called I think it's called One More Day. Oof, do you know about it? 
I know it's a bad comic. It is an infamous comic book. Yeah. But it is pulling from the beginning, it seems. Yeah, it is It is a known, like, shit rag for, like, Marvel readers to be like, ugh, one more day, that fucking story. Yeah. But in that one, Peter Parker goes to Doctor Strange, I'm pretty sure, to... I don't know if it's to completely undo an event or if it's just so he could spend one more day with, is it with Aunt May? Something like that. It's something real dumb. But basically he ends up fucking up the timeline, Dr. Strange, which it looks like he does in this movie. And then by the end, they end up having to make a deal with Mephisto. So I was like, Oh, maybe that's what they're doing. I don't think Mephisto is going to be in this also because they have like eight villains already in it. Well, definitely not in this. I, I thought you meant for Multiverse of Madness, Mephisto would be. that. No, that's that's what I think is going to happen. Like, I think this movie might set things in motion. And then I'm saying in Multiverse of Madness, things come full circle and they have to make a deal with Mephisto. Um, but the other thing that I was going to say, very, very small, and it probably means nothing. Um, this trailer dropped on the 23rd. Do you know about this? No. This trailer dropped. So everyone the entire time is like WandaVision is Mephisto. Like that's there. It's happening. Oh, I do know about this now. Sorry. Yeah. This trailer (laughs) dropped on August 23rd, which is the day that WandaVision, like in the, I think the first episode of WandaVision she had on her calendar with like a heart. Yeah. And, uh, so it's just like, there's, there's that tie that I was like, oh, that's cool. And then there's another tie that's not Mephisto related, but it's fantastic Four related that I think is really cool. You know about that one? I don't know. Let me see if I can find the timestamp on it. There's a part in this trailer. Oh, with the building? With the building. Yeah, I do know. And, okay, you may have even told me about it. And it says, like, one, two, three. Then the next one's, like, like, a question mark on it. Yeah. And it looks like where Avengers Towers is where, like, Reed Richards is probably going to build, like, his building. So... People are thinking Fantastic Four, but also the director for this movie. And also, we didn't even say that, but the director on this movie is John Watts. He's directed the other two um, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. He is also the director on Fantastic Four. The new one? Yeah. Very cool. Well, Spider-Man's always had a very close relationship with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm laying it down there. I think Mephisto is, is coming up by the end of Phase 4. I think Mephisto is definitely... Incoming, I think they've done so much to tease him. Um, but I don't, it's interesting. I don't know who's going to be the next big threat. I mean, they introduced Kang. Like, how many large scale universal threats are they going to introduce at one time? You know, <laughs> like, who do you go after first? Kang can absolutely operate on the level of a Thanos, but then other characters that are being talked about in this, in these new projects and stuff. And I've been hinted at are like so far beyond Thanos's threat level. Mm-hmm. Like make Thanos look like a regular fucking like foot soldier, you know? Yeah. So who knows? Who knows where they'll go? Fuck, man. Fuck. I really want to see this movie. <laughs> We're not that far off, man. It's a it's very exciting. I think yeah. I think the rest of this year is just going to be awesome. On it, like it's already picked up a lot. With like I think starting with Candyman, like. I'm like, oh man, some really good movies are coming out, but it seems like every like week, every other week, we got something awesome coming out. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this. I just hope it's not overload with like too many things in it. And yeah, I do wonder if these like cameos that are happening, like, I think people are like, oh my God, like the villain of like the whole movie is going to be like Electro 
and Doc Ock and Sandman and, you know, Green Goblin. I wouldn't be surprised if these are actually just cameos. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a swerve of some sort. Mm -hmm. I also like that all of the uh, Spider-Man movies, he's taken on some kind of like father figure role model Mm -hmm. to like help him through. Like he had Tony Stark. Then he looked to Mysterio for it, but then he's, you know, Happy Hogan was there with him. Yeah. And then, um, and then now like him alongside Dr. Strange, I love the team up dynamics. Mm-hmm. I like really like broke the door open with like Thor Ragnarok with the, um, Thor and Hulk team up. But like, I, I always loved that in like the comics when you're like reading a, whatever you're reading like a Ghost Rider comic, then all of a sudden Wolverine is there like, the, or you're reading an X-Men comic and then they have to go and talk with the fantastic four for something. And like just really integrating the worlds in like a natural way where it's just like, Oh shit, this thing that's like happening to us. Like we don't understand it. Cause it's more of a mystical thing. Like, okay, go to the mystical guy or go to the science guy. Like, you know, actually utilizing yeah, the, the other, other heroes, mm-hmm. strong suits. Yeah. Like I love that. I love that. We're seeing that actually play out on the screen and, uh, yeah, it's just, just a really cool, interesting dynamic. There's so many things you can do with like mixing characters and like using their strong suits together. And it's like, it like reminds me of playing uh, uh, Ultimate Alliance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where it's like you just craft these teams based on their move sets and like the map that you're on. And and you can just like create these like interesting combinations. And yeah, and they have such like distinct like personalities that they can the chemistry can just kind of shift from movie to movie, like who, who you want to pair together and like the dynamics you have and who gets along better with this person and who, who ruffles whose feathers mm-hmm. or ruffalos whose feathers. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, it's just really cool. I'm like, I'm so excited to see this. This is man between this trailer and the Eternals trailer. I'm like way hyped for the next two months of, yeah, that's the thing. They're two, one back to back. It's like, yeah, Mm-hmm. Eternals is November, right? Or is that October? No, Eternals is November. These movies are like actually only like five weeks apart. And in the middle of that, we get Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about Hawkeye. Did you watch too. the trailer for that? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, it looks awesome. But we're not here to talk about that. And honestly, I think maybe we should leave the trailer park and we should start talking about this movie. All right. I, I did want to say one final thing. Just because we haven't okay. talked about it, and I know you're a fan of this character, yeah. I don't think, don't think that this is gonna happen. It's just something that I've been reading online. Like people are like, "Oh, this is like the rumor." Like there's been like people talking about it. People think that Matt Murdock is gonna show up in this movie very quickly. Yeah, they think that he's the one who slams the papers down on the table. Yeah, in the beginning when he's in the police station. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm. I'm subscribing to that theory, but I thought I was wondering if you knew about that. Cause I know you love daredevil. I knew about that. I hope, I hope, I hope it is. I hope it is. <laughs> He's the perfect daredevil. He is the MCU's daredevil. I want it. I want it so bad. He's amazing. I actually really want to go back and rewatch the entire series. Cause it's so fucking good. I started watching the first season. This is like last October. And I put on the first episode and the way it opens up. And I'm watching it in the first five minutes is just like a monologue of his and it's instant chills. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember watching it. I wish that's a show. I wish I can go back and erase from my mind so I could watch it for the first time again. Yeah. So good. It's that's by far the best one they did. I really liked Luke Cage, but like, I feel like none of them really stack up to, to daredevil. Not at all. 
which is great because he's he's like my favorite my favorite non X Men Marvel character. I got two giant yeah. Daredevil posters staring at me. I have two giant Daredevil posters and a giant ass Doctor Strange poster on the wall looking at me. <laughs> if uh if you want something to give you hope though, there's been a lot of rumors about this movie. Um, and maybe this is just like the the internet age or whatever you want to call it, like just with leaks and everything being just much more common and everything. But uh, there's been a lot of rumors about this movie for a while before we even had like set photos or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And almost all of them look like they're, they've been true. And uh, just like another one, um, Alfred Molina said before this trailer even came out, like, I think this was like a couple months ago when like they knew he was going to be in it. He said that I can't even remember if this is a direct quote or if someone just was like, Hey, this is, this is a, like, I got this information from inf Alfred Molina. I can't, I don't know if it was like that or if he actually actually said it, but the rumor was that he said that this movie for his character was going to pick up directly after he fell into the water. Like, I guess for that character, maybe he like doesn't die then because they're de-aging him. But when he shows up in this trailer, he looks like he's standing on the bridge that he was standing on in the movie when he died, like like at the water. And he just pops up. I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. I'm just like, that's kind of cool. So maybe I mean, there people have been on with like with their the rumors and the takes and everything like that. So maybe maybe he does show up. Yeah. Who knows? That Murdoch that is. Yeah. Oof. We could talk about it forever, but now we should leave the trailer park. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. This movie looks like it's shit. <laughs> yeah it looks awful I'm gonna watch the black and white Justice League <laughs> yeah <laughs> twice instead alright well let's just get right into this are you prepared to hear me butcher every name here <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't envy you I almost guarantee I wouldn't do any better but you know what <laughs> I, I'll let you ruin it and then I will come in and correct your pronunciation yeah yeah uh, the director on this movie, though, is Destin Daniel Cretton, and uh, they've directed Just Mercy, which was last year, I think. That was either last year or it was 2019, okay. uh, but that's the one with Michael Jordan, number 23. Uh, the writer on this movie, Dave Callahan, uh, we recently talked, we've actually talked about him twice this year, and I think four times on the pod, because he was a writer on Mortal Kombat and a writer on Wonder Woman 84, but also a writer on Zombieland Double Tap, and... The fourth time is coming up because he's a writer on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Oh. Yeah. Destin Daniel Creighton also uh, was a writer on Just Mercy. He's a writer on here. And then Andrew Lanham is another writer. And the cast stars Simi Liu. But he plays uh, Sean, or Sean, however you want to say it. Um, he's pretty much up until this point just done a whole lot of TV and then a, a little bit of stock photo photography. Oh, dude. Love all of the tweets. <laughs> And all of the um, the memes that have come out of it of like, and he's posting them too, which I think is fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it's like a stock photo of like him, like sitting at a laptop <laughs> and like a bunch of people in an office, like, like, oh, and it's just like when they said your movie was going to flop <laughs> and they're all like laughing at the computer. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Aquafina, she plays Katie. Uh, she was in Ride the Last Dragon this year. Jumanji, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, The Farewell. She's awesome. Tony Chu Wang Yu, he plays uh, Zhu Wang Yu. He was in the Grandmaster. Meng Yu Zhang, 
She plays uh, Zai Ling. This is her first acting credit, though. Really, it's those four. It's it's like there's there are people in here. I don't want to spoil everything because um, there are some surprises, but it really it focuses on those four characters. Um, yeah. Where do you want to start on this, man? Because we got we got a lot to get into. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, OK, so I actually have been going back, listening to some of our old episodes to uh, kind of pull clips for our upcoming anniversary show. And I went back and I don't remember which movie it was. Oh, it was Mortal Kombat episode. We did uh, the Shang-Chi trailer in the trailer park. Mm-hmm. And our feelings in that trailer park, like listening back after seeing the movie, I was like, oh, damn, those guys have no idea what, they, what they're talking about, <laughs> do they? Because we're both kind of like, yeah, like there's some stuff that looks kind of cool. Like it's interesting, but like, I don't know. Like, I'm not like super excited for this. Like, I don't think it's going to really push the needle forward or I'm not sure how it's going to push the needle forward. I'm interested, but like hesitant, like going back and doing a new origin story after so much of the universe is so expansive and everything might feel a little bit weird. And, um, we were kind of like hesitant. Like we weren't like, we didn't really know what to expect. Neither of us are super familiar with the character as I think most people are not familiar with the character. Shang-Chi's not really somebody you hear a lot about. And I feel like he didn't, he didn't have like a lot of books in, you know, most, most of like the nineties and two thousands. Like he's somebody who has kind of been forgotten. And I think some of that is because the history of those books is a little bit murky with some of the, the, the way that like representation is used. Cause it was like, Oh cool. You made like a Chinese superhero but then there's like problematic characters. Like he was trained by a man named Fu Manchu. Oh, and then like even, even the Mandarin as a character. And like there's things that are like, didn't, didn't age well. So I can see why in the comics over the years, they've kind of shied away from him. But now getting to this movie, I think almost they benefited the same way that guardians of the galaxy did in that it's not a character who is so uh, like a list already within the comic book industry where everybody's going to be like super strict on the lore. And I think because some of the things in his background in the comics are now problematic, it's okay to retcon some things and change some things. So I think they had a lot of free reign to kind of work around the material how do we make this modern? How do we make this fit in to the MCU? And how do we do justice for not only the people who are involved in the movie, but uh, the people who are going to be watching this movie like all over the country and like also like here in this country, like Asian Americans being able to watch this movie and like see the representation and it feel right. And the only way to do that was to change things from the comic. So I think that was something that going into it, might have been a challenge, but I will say I think they did a great job pulling it off. I think they really danced that line perfectly, and I think that out of all of the Marvel movies, this might have changed the most like lore from a character, but it made the most sense, and in no way did I feel like it was like damaging to the story, So if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to... Uh 
you'll have to tell me more about how like the changes because uh if you listen to the trailer park we were pretty much like we don't really know much about this character at all at least i didn't at the time and i honestly didn't really go into this movie like feeling like i wanted to like research the character a lot for that reason where i was like i don't know anything about it i don't want to have like preconceived like notions of what it should be so for me this movie is pretty much all i know about the character there's there's a few minor things that i know that they did change but it's not like um so much with the character like they changed like the rings a little bit in this movie which we'll get into um right yeah it's actually funny one of our one of our buddies listened to the episode and they were like why would you do the trailer park on that character if you didn't know like anything about it and i was like you've never listened to this show before (laughs) we always talk out of our ass um yeah we don't know anything about most things yeah (laughs) but we pull it off sometimes (laughs) we think we do (laughs) yeah we we fooled everyone Meanwhile, everyone's just like, these guys are fucking clowns. Um, yeah. But uh, I will say, like, I didn't I didn't know a lot about the character going in. Um, but I completely agree. Like, I think we thought that this was going to be fairly run of the mill. Um, not sure what it was going to be. And I'm not going to completely spoil my feelings on this. But this is as far as pure origin stories go in the MCU. Top three for me oh yeah dude oh that's that's big because i'd have to think i think early going it's easy to say because like i did not like the first captain america movie i feel like the thor movie was pretty weak the incredible hulk movie was what it was like most of their origin stories took place in a time in the mcu where there was a lot of like uncertainty and they were still trying to like find their footing mm-hmm. mm, i think at the end we should go back and not rank our favorite origin stories in the MCU, but definitely like kind of, you know, better than this, not as good as this and go through it that way. But I'm going uh, to tell you right now, I already did that. I already got that done. Oh, oh, oh okay. Then uh, maybe I should write it out while I'm, <laughs> while I'm, <laughs> we're doing the rest of this review. I'll, t- I'll tell you there's from my account, there are 10 origin story movies in the MCU. I'm not counting Spider-Man Homecoming because it's not really an origin story. Um, right. So if you don't count that one, you have Iron Man, uh, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, uh, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel. Wow. Okay. So I'm not going to rank them, but I will... I'll listen to your rankings and then I'll, I'll basically tell you where I would adjust. But yeah, like what I was saying, I went in with pretty low expectations, not really knowing what to think. And I left being like, damn, like this movie does a lot of things way better than most of the other movies in the MCU. And if you compare it specifically to the origin movies, it blows most of them away. And I think the thing that a lot of people are talking about, which I think we should probably just get into the action scenes in this movie are phenomenal. Oh yeah. They're they're the best. Really good. Really good. There are two in particular that blew my nutsack over my shoulder where I was like, that's one of the coolest things I've seen in an MCU movie by far. Yeah. And, uh, I hope, you know, this movie has at times, this movie feels like they were just like, we're going to give the director, 
free reign to do whatever they want. And that director was like, you know what? I really want to make this kind of just like a crouching tiger Kung Fu type movie and put a heavy emphasis on choreographed fights and having it, you know, everything in the frame, very like John Wickian in some ways. Yeah. And there are two fights like in the first half of the movie um, that are actually in terms of like choreography, probably the best ones on screen in the MCU. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like, the best fight scenes in the MCU or action scenes. And I mean, some of the ones that everyone loves are like infinity war and um, like some of the stuff in like Endgame. but a lot of that is just like cool moments, but this is like amazing filmmaking. And yeah, there's, there's a scene on a bus that is just like worth the price of admission. I could watch it all day. I almost went back to the movie theater the next day just to watch the bus scene again. Yeah, dude, it's, that one is really cool, and it's something that actually in the trailer park made me hesitant is one of the things because the like the CGI with like when the bus starts tipping and stuff like that, and I was just like, mm, I don't know if that looks good. I don't know if that's like, I don't know how that's going to play out. Like, again, my hesitation and not re- fully understanding what the movie was going to be about really or what, what it was really going to get into or how it was going to play out. And then that scene happens, and also... Something I want to say, too, about the action in the movie overall, not even just the fight sequences, but the action in the movie plays into this, the pacing, because that that bus scene is pretty early in the movie. Like, they don't waste a ton of time before it's just like, guess what? We're fucking here, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who this motherfucker yeah. is. He will, he can fuck shit up. Like, he's good to go. So, I, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I, I love, you know, even just uh, they, they show all that in the trailer because she's just basically just like, who who are you? And he's just like murking people. Um, and you're just like, damn, like this. I think that's the thing is all people were like, where how is he going to fit into like the bigger picture? And then you watch that first fight scene. You're like, this guy shouldn't be fucked with. Yeah. <laughs> he will dismantle you. <laughs> yeah, because he seems like just a regular guy. Like he just seems kind of like um, not complacent. But what's the. Like, easygoing, casual, like, chill dude. And then, like, it's time to it's time to throw hands. And this dude is, like, split-kicking in the air and, like, fucking people up. Like, like not even thinking about it. Almost like a sleeper cell. Mm-hmm. I will say this also. Like, this, this ties into mainly the action scenes because we're talking about it. I really like the sound design on this movie. Mainly just because, like a lot of the the punches and kicks and stuff like that the way they were mixed sounded more like like real kicks rather than like over the top like very bassy and stuff like that and like in general i just felt like it was very visceral and uh i went and saw this at the rpx so like the the sound was pretty good yeah and uh i just felt like every every punch that's thrown every like kick that's that happens you're just like god damn that fucking hurts yeah <laughs> it's so good and then also like none of the music in this movie is like really my taste but i love that this movie decided to use more like like hip-hop and like rap music and stuff like that and stuff that was from different like artists that maybe wouldn't have i just felt like there was a lot of style like that's the biggest thing for me is this movie compared to other mcu movies or other origin story movies has just so much style like there was a clear vision for what they wanted the movie to be and i feel like 
there was not, there was probably like interference. Like you have to get from point A to point B. Like these are the things that have to happen. But I feel like they were probably just like, you do you Yeah. like you have a good division. And yeah, there's just a ton of style on this movie. And I, I would say for the first hour of this movie, I was insanely impressed. Like I was sitting there and I was like, this is I'm like amazing how good this is dude for the first hour at least yeah there's uh an early note of mine it just says uh like fucking amazing visuals and it's crazy that we can be over 10 years deep into this cinematic universe over 20 movies and still a movie can come out and it feels so unique up against the rest of the MCU now it does have like some of the same um criteria for your MCU movie, like likable side characters, um, good comedic relief, uh, a lot of, lot of, uh, character in your main people, which I mean, is, is a good thing. It should be there, but you don't always see that. But Marvel is always very good about these layers of depth in their characters and putting a lot of personality into them making them very likable. So like, yeah, it does follow like some of those formats and stuff, but style wise and like what you're seeing on screen and how it looks and feels, I feel like is so, so well standing on its own and doing its own thing. Like it doesn't feel like it's trying to take anything from any other Marvel movie. They're like, we're here to do our own thing. And I think, so I talked about this with my cousin and and he pointed this out too. And I, I felt the same way. This movie We'll we'll get to spoilers and how it plays into the greater MCU. I feel like this could be your introduction to the MCU and you wouldn't be lost. It does such a good job standing alone, not being so heavily like connected to everything that happened before where it's like, if you didn't see this movie, you're going to be lost and there, or this movie. There's some cameos that are obviously going to be more exciting if you've seen the past movies, but I feel like this movie, they were kind of doing the same thing they did with Black Panther, understanding that having this representation on screen might draw in new people who haven't seen the MCU movies, which also, who hasn't seen MCU movies by now? It's like, come on, like, I, I, representation or not, I feel like if you're on this earth, you've probably seen an MCU movie by now. But, you know, younger generation, let's say, this movie could be your first MCU movie. And I think it would be a great jumping off point for the MCU. And then you can like get excited and go back and watch all the old movies. But I think this is a great movie to bring people into the universe and you wouldn't feel lost at all. Like you don't have to have liked any of the other MCU movies, but you can go into this and, you know, not be questioning what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was sitting in the theater and uh, we saw this on opening night. And like I said, it was an RPX. So it was the, the theater everyone wants to go to over here. And it was completely packed. Like it was sold out. And me and Brianna were sitting uh, at the end. And then I was sitting next to some guy. And then when the movie ended, he was like, hey, my, my phone's dead. How many post credit scenes are there? And I was like, there's two. And he was like, OK, cool. And then we started talking. Didn't know this person. But um, I feel like normally, like when you end up talking to a stranger at a movie like theater, like there's a 50% chance that the conversation is going to be cringe, yeah. <laughs> especially after like something like the MCU. But this guy was like, he was really cool. He was really knowledgeable. And what he said, he was like, he's like, I really like this. And like, part of that 
is because this is the first MCU movie in a while where they didn't beat you over the head that it was in the MCU. And he was like, it did not feel like it was a greater universe like movie. It was just a really good movie that here and there peppered in some things where if you're like really attuned to it, you're gonna be like, Oh, that's really cool. But otherwise it didn't feel like it was a setup movie. It just felt like they had a really great idea for a character and they were like, let's make a really good movie. Like, like black widow felt like a movie that they, they needed to make in some ways that there was like pressure to do something for that character that they had to find a way to bring in another character. So like, how can we do that? This was like, Hey, wouldn't it be really cool to do this? And like, we have this great character and, let's make it happen. Yeah. So yeah, no, for that, like, it's just funny that you said that. Cause there was a, just a stranger next to me that said essentially the same thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I felt like that became obvious, especially as somebody who, who does know so much of the MCU. Like it really is obvious afterwards where you're just sitting there. You're like, wow, like they did such a good job. And like, it really didn't, it didn't feel like they were trying to be like this grandiose bigger picture movie. And I think it does the movie so much justice by doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and black Panther was kind of like that too. Like it was very isolated what was going on. Yep. But there were obviously things that did tie in beyond their reach. I think a little bit more than this movie. And, uh, and yeah, I think that was just like really refreshing, especially at the start of like a new. All right. So here, I want to say this, obviously black widow came out, right? Mm-hmm. And we have, we have all of the Disney plus series. <clears throat> this movie feels like the beginning of phase four. This is the beginning. Now we're here. Now we're starting shit. Finally, fucking finally, here we go. This movie for me is the, is the kickoff that I needed. Like this is the feeling that I wanted from like, I mean, I get that feeling from the shows and stuff too, but you know, it's different when you're watching a series as opposed to like going to the theater, like the big movie experience. And I feel like, there were some big things either teased or shown in the shows, but I felt like this movie was just like, it felt so cool sitting there and getting this feeling of like, I felt like I got everything that I want out of an MCU movie from this movie. It gave me everything I want. It, it stands alone. Well, the action is amazing. I love the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I care about the characters. It expanded on the universe. It showed us like on this other side of the MCU that we haven't seen a ton of yet. It's kind of playing with the mystical, but like uh, less so, you know, multiverse stuff, but now kind of like these like parallel dimensions with our world and stuff. Just really cool concepts that are that are new. And um, I texted you. We're not going to talk about it right now, but just a little tease for later when, once we talk spoilers. I texted you after the movie. I was like, that's how you fucking do a post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I, we're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> both of them. Both post-credit scenes could qualify for like top five post-credit scenes in the entire MCU for me. Dang. I mean, I'll say this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> less the second post-credit, but that mid-credit scene yeah. Easily top five post credit scene in the MCU. Yeah. Um, I think we should get to spoilers soon, but there are a few things that I wanted to like just hit and you'd kind of touched on them a little bit. So I won't, I won't stay too long on them, but um, I had said, I think I had said this when we talked about black widow 
that just in general, all the new characters they're bringing in have been really good. Like they've done a great job of introducing new characters uh, that are going to play a bigger role in everything, either in the shows or in the movie. And this movie's no exception because uh, Shung is awesome. And I also loved Katie. Uh, I think she is great. And then that kind of goes into my other point. And you'd mentioned the humor. The humor is really strong on this movie. I think there's a lot of really good jokes that land. One thing that I was worried about, and I love Aquafina, but one of the things I was worried about was that she was going to get annoying because she can be like kind of a big personality. And yeah. I think used poorly, she could be like too much humor uh, and lean more into the like, you're going for comedic relief, but not everything's landing. So now it's just getting annoying. And every joke that they give her for the most part lands, but also along with making her the funny character, she in some ways is actually like the heartbeat to the movie. So she becomes more than just that funny character. She becomes integral to the story. And yeah. we know because she's so funny and she's done all these like movies like Jumanji and crazy rich Asians, like where she's hilarious. But then she's also done movies like the farewell where she can win an Oscar with a dramatic performance. You know that she can do both of these. I think they casted her and they were like really utilized her to, to like the best of her ability. I thought she was used perfectly in this movie and as good as Shang Chi is, she might actually be my favorite part of the favorite new character of the movie. Hmm, interesting. I was very impressed. Yeah. And then going off of phase four, just what you had said out of everything we've gotten so far, that's phase four. Loki's still my favorite, but this really felt like a movie theater experience. And I know things are jumbled up and Eternals was supposed to come up before this and all that. But part of me feels like they should have ended phase three with black widow, even though I think they wanted to get out of phase three and made this the yeah. first movie for phase four. Like that's how it feels like this is a great kickoff for phase four. And it's not really a kickoff because we've already had stuff for it. But um, right. I think in like an ideal world where everything could have happened uh, without COVID and stuff, this is the movie I think everyone wants uh, to kick off like a new, you know, era of MCU movies. And um, yeah, man, this is, it, this is one of, there hasn't been a ton of movies this year just based on, like the way things have gone. There hasn't been a ton of movies where I've been like, man, like that is a movie you need to see in the movie theater. Um, but this is one of them. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like this movie, you know, compared to the black widow, this movie had way more forward momentum. Like it is so clearly propelling things further throughout the entire MCU. And that's really what we should be doing now. And I think that was one of my biggest gripes with black widow when it came out, I was just like, it just feels like it's there. Like it's not really, adding anything it's just like this little side story like you're reading like in the comic books you're reading like the main storyline and then they do like a six issue mini series and it's pretty non-consequential and, and then like after the fact they're kind of like well it's not like like it's canon but it's kind of just like its own thing yeah and that's exactly how that felt this feels like oh fuck yeah we're, we're going somewhere now mm -hmm. we're teasing things we're teasing big things we're you know, ugh, I don't want to spoil anything but like we're just seeing we're seeing 
these little peeks at where we could be going. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was um, really needed to keep the excitement level high. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like if I went to another movie and it was just like, oh, cool, like an origin story and it's just kind of like a standalone thing, but it didn't like deliver on some other things, I would still be like, yeah, that was cool. But like, come on, I need like a good post credit. I need to. I want to get teased. I want to see where we might go from here. I want to know how it plays into everything else. And, and I feel like, uh, they fucking hit it. Like they hit it so hard. Yeah. So good. I, I completely agree. And one last thing before we get into spoilers, cause I can tell you're dying to get into spoilers <laughs> in the bigger picture stuff. But, um, I, I said like, I was thoroughly like, I was insanely impressed for about an hour. I, like I love this movie for the first hour and the way that I put it to my brother, I love this movie when it was being something we haven't seen before, but I do feel like the second half of the movie in particular, the third act was, was your standard MCU CGI fest. Like actually I think the climax and like the spectacle they're going for is lost me. Not even because it was like bizarre, like I, there are things mm-hmm. in there, but, um, just in general, I was like, now this is, this is crazy. This is like, like, a, like, it's just like crouching tiger, hidden dragon. I said that before, like really cool fight sequences, heavy emphasis on choreography. And then it became a CGI fest in the end. And I like, it didn't ruin it for me, but the last, the third act, I was sitting in my chair and I was just like, <sighs> You, you didn't ruin the movie for me, but you went, you took this from being like one of my favorite MCU movies to being like one of the better, like a good one, I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way, but I just felt like it was so different for a while. And then the third act was so standard. I think that was something else that we were worried about and in, in seeing like those like moments in like the final battle and stuff like that. I was like, oh, there's like weird like creatures and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how mm-hmm. I feel about that. Like, they got nine tails in the MCU now. Yeah, nine tails is in it. Moltres is in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mm, I don't love that. But at that point, I was like, I was having so much fun. I was like, wow, this is, you know, like, of course they have to do this. This is like the payoff and everything. And there mm-hmm. are moments in those, in that final battle where I'm like, oh, oh fuck, that is, that is actually awesome. Yeah, you you saw in the trailer. There's dragons in the movie. Design wise, they they look awesome. Uh, it just wasn't. I was hoping the climax was going to be much more grounded and kind of in line with what we'd seen, and it became much more of like the it's the climax of the movie. You have to ramp. You got to get bigger. How big can we make this? Okay, there's like giant dragons and bat things fighting each other, and like lions and. Everything is CGI. Nothing is real anymore. And I was like, yeah, you lost me here. Um, so yeah, for like, I would say the first, I'm not even sure how long this movie is. It's probably about two hours uh, for probably about the first hour and 15 minutes. I was like, this is phenomenal. And then I left being like, I really enjoyed it. I wish they didn't do that with the end, <laughs> but right. Um, do you have anything else? Or you want to get into uh, some spoileries and start talking bigger picture. One more thing before we go into spoilers and uh big positive for me. So you have Shang-Chi and you have Katie in this movie. They're very close friends. There's even like the grandma's just like, when are you going to get married? Blah, blah, blah. I loved 
that they did not force a romantic relationship. And I love that their relationship is that of like, you know, friendship. And maybe there's like little hints at like something else, but like nothing ever like super cheesy, corny, romantic, anything like that. I thought that that was really cool. I like that they, they let Katie be strong and funny, you know, separate from her. She's probably funny. She's definitely funnier than he is. And like, she has the better lines in that nature. And she is a very strong character on her own, not because of him, but because of her own strength. And I love like, you know, the, the symbolism in that. And like when they are in that other realm where, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to talk too much about that. And how it's just like, yep, the women train here too. Like everybody's mm. equal. I thought, I think that that's like really awesome to have in there. And um, yeah, I just, I just liked, I really like appreciated their relationship and how it was played. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that it'll probably end up leading to them dating or whatever you want to call it. Cause the, like you said, there are hints. Like there's one scene where like he's got his shirt off and she's just like, Oh my God, man, meat. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Oh, oh yeah. sick. But, uh, but no, they, they didn't make it the focus of like, like there was a scene at the end where they're like, Katie, I love you. And they start making out right before he goes into battle or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Some dumb, some dumb so, shit. No, I, I, I agree. And I guess, I guess one more thing for me, like another pro with the movie. Um, and not a lot of spoilers on here, but I'm not saying this is like the best villain we've ever seen, but um, this is a this is a pretty solid villain, way better than what we saw in Black Widow. Yeah, way um, better. Like this this villain actually has like a motivation that is understandable, and even like the things that happen to him, I feel like you could see yourself basically being like, yeah, if I was in like that situation, that probably like I probably would have been manipulated that way also. Um, so like they did a good job just not making the villain some standard bullshit in this one and uh, giving you a reason. Also, you're with the villain a lot in this movie. So like you have to, you have to, you know, make the character interesting enough other than like, I'm evil. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, good job with the villain on this. And then, yeah, all, all around really good stuff. When this movie is different, it is one of the best movies in the MCU, I think. Um, there's just parts for me that bring it down. But let's get into the spoilers and the big picture stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. You got to take this away because uh, you know more than me. All right. So quite a few things, quite a few big things happen in this movie. I'm going to start with possibly my favorite. Okay. We have some characters from other movies showing up. Um, I cannot stress enough how fucking cool Wong is. <laughs> he is so fucking cool. He might be like, like one of my favorite current like MCU characters, like not including anybody who like passed on or whatever, but like people who are ongoing in the MCU right now, mm -hmm. he, he might be like the number one fella because <laughs> he's so good. He's so cool. Three times. I didn't do this on purpose. I didn't do this as like a, you know, Oh, like this is the running note that I have. It's just like he would show up in the movie 
do something cool, I'd write a note. He'd show up later in the movie, do something cool, I'd write a note. Then he showed up a third time and I he did something cool and I wrote a note. And when the movie was over and I went back and looked at my notes, I realized I accidentally wrote the same note three different times. <laughs> One time was just regular, no punctuation. The second time was the same regular, no punctuation. The last time I wrote his name in all caps and then I put like two exclamation points at the end. <laughs> and the note... The note is simply Wong is the fucking man. <laughs> that three times I watched this movie and I was like, yo, Wong is the fucking man <laughs> like into it. So he shows up. We, we meet him like pretty early in the movie. He's the one fighting abomination in the cage. Yeah. He, I mean, he's in the trailer. A lot of people assumed that he was that character, but you don't see his face. You just see him from the back in the trailer. So yeah, that, that was him. My, my theater actually started applauding. Like they were like, yeah, when Wong showed up, <laughs> like when they actually do show him, dude, he's so, he's the best. He's, he's number one, man. He's the, he's a, such a good character. Mm -hmm. So, so first of all, that whole scene was really cool. And like that fight club thing. And then it like, that begs so many questions like Wong, what are you doing? Like how long, like, what do you, like you just do this. Like this is just for fun. Like when you're fucking around, like <laughs> this is how you like spar, you practice. He's your sparring partner, abomination of all things. And then also like when the fight is over and he, you know, he, um, opens the portal that looks like he's bringing abomination to the raft. Doesn't it? That prison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's something there, but like, I wonder, I wonder how that all, that all plays out. I don't know. You know? So, um, that's just like a fun little, thing that happened that's less of like a big grand scheme type of thing but he comes back into play later uh, another character who pops up is uh and i think this one was teased already and people thought of uh but the mandarin like the iron man 3 mandarin the mm -hmm. ben kingsley yep and he's another character who it's just like you know people hate on iron man 3 and especially the way they portrayed the mandarin and how it was a fake out and all of that and people are mad about that and I feel like this movie does such a good job going back and making it okay because he's amazing in this. Yeah, he's funny in this. And then also they, they've they done a good job. Like we, we talked about Thor 2 with Endgame making that movie more relevant and like actually adding some layers so you can appreciate it more. I don't think this does as much with Iron Man 3 as Endgame does with Thor 2. But I think this in some ways like retcons the sins of Iron Man three. Like I feel like people won't be as pissed off with Iron Man three anymore, knowing that, that, you know, that's not what they're going to waste the Mandarin on. Like I know like in Iron Man three, he's, he says he's like, I'm not the Mandarin, but it's cool that they ended up using him eventually anyway. And then also putting him in a great movie. And, uh, right. So I feel like now if I go and watch Iron Man three, I probably won't, hate it as much i'll probably still be like this movie's not great but i i won't be like man look at what they fucking did to the mandarin <laughs> like i don't know i i thought it was cool but we had said in the trailer park when we did we're like are they are they bringing the mandarin back like what's the deal here but then yeah it was kind of cool i wasn't expecting uh ben kingsley to, to show up later on in this movie and uh he's he's great and his his little cgi thing not, what is it morris is that the thing's name? Yeah, whatever whatever that little creature was. Whatever it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, re really funny and stuff. Also, on the topic of the Mandarin, 
I like the way that they retconned the character of the Mandarin, not Ben Kingsley and how he was, but how, uh, what's his name? Wenwu. He mm-hmm. is the Mandarin. He is what we would know as the Mandarin, but like him talking about like, like how it's just like, you know, I stayed in the shadows and that was a mistake because then they, they put a name on me. Like, and they were, he's like, I've been called many things type thing. Yeah. And he's like, they put the, he's like, then they, you know, came up with a character and named it after a, a chicken dish. Yeah. Referring to the Mandarin. Yeah. But he's the one who's had the 10 rings for all of that time. He is for sure. The MCU's Mandarin mm-hmm. or what we would, what we would know as the Mandarin based on the comic books. So I thought that that was cool that they, that they played with that and they were just like, well, when Wu is the real Mandarin, he's just never, he doesn't call himself the Mandarin, you know? So I thought yeah. that that was cool. And that's a good, I think that that's a wise retconning to a character whose name might be um, offensive to like a large group of people uh, mm-hmm. just because of like kind of stereotyping type of um, kind of racially insensitive naming of characters from the lore. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of, I think that that's fine. I'm actually like into it. I'm, I'm into them kind of talking shit on the name of the Mandarin and being like, bitch, I'm the fucking bringer of death. Like, fuck all that shit. Like (laughs) I've lived for, you know, hundreds of years, just decimating whole armies with the 10 rings. Mm -hmm. So like, I thought that that was really good and I liked that a lot, but yeah, like seeing these people pop up was so, so cool. And like, they all added like their own flavor without taking away from anything else. So like, I thought that that was nice that instead of it being like, uh, you know, whatever Thor pops up or a guardian of the galaxy pops up, somebody who's more mainstream already had their own movie. It's these characters who were played smaller roles in other MCU movies like Wong, like the Mandarin who only showed up in the one movie and um, I felt like having them in there, like I said before, is like if you're an MCU fan seeing them, you're like, oh, st- shit, like that's awesome. Like happy to see them there. But if you don't know who they are, they they do a fine job just being like, here's a character. Mm-hmm. Brianna actually has never seen Iron Man 3. So when he showed up, like there was a crowd reaction. And then she said to me, she's like, who who is that? And I was like, I like whispered under my, under my breath. I'm like, he's like half the villain from Iron Man three, but not really. I was like, he's, he was the Mandarin, but he's actually an actor. And she was like, oh, okay. And that's all she like needed. She ended up liking yeah. the character anyway. So I really want to know what you think of the post credit scene. Actually. Yeah, let's do it. Are you thinking Galactus on it or what are you thinking? Oh man, it could be. All right. So in the comics, the 10 rings, if I'm not mistaken there, they have some sort of connection to like the inhumans. Like I know it's alien, the 10 rings, but the rings are also like rings, like finger rings, like for a hand. So like that, that was like one of the changes they made. Like these are more just like brass rings. Almost you wear them like on your arms. Yeah. Um, But in the comics, they are like rings for your fingers and it has something to do with the inhumans. I can't remember the alien race that they belonged to, but it is connected to that. Cause I know the Mandarin and showed up as a villain in the inhumans a lot. So, I'm not like a hunt, like totally well versed in that. So maybe, maybe it's going to connect something to the inhumans. I know they had the TV show that bombed terribly. So they just kind of like wiped it from MCU. Like it was supposed to be connected to the MCU, (laughs) but it just did so poorly that they were like, fucking get out of here with that. (laughs) 
Fuck that noise. So, yeah, so maybe that'll be maybe that'll be something that plays in. Maybe there's something in Eternals that'll give us more answers. Maybe maybe it's a beacon for Galactus, but I wouldn't I feel like they would need to do a fair amount of like retconning to not retconning necessarily, but just changes to the source material to make it fit which like fine like i've already said i'm okay with that because they do that in comic books all the time where they create a new storyline and they're like well let's repurpose this thing from the from this old book that hasn't really been used yet and like let's make it fit this i just feel like there's other things in the mcu that make more sense as a as a reason to call galactus here like um, the multiple use of the infinity stones on earth and the population doubling again, because everybody who snapped away gets brought back. That to me is more of a beacon for Galactus, that level of cosmic power. And then mm-hmm. the sudden surge uh, on a planet, it's life surges. Cause his whole thing is he feeds on healthy, like flourishing planets. So now huge amounts of cosmic power happening on earth and the population doubles, he's going to be like, oh, damn, that's a fucking snack. Yo, Earth is a snack. (laughs) You know? And he's going to come and fuck shit up. I think that's a better explanation as to why uh, Galactus would come. Just like Mm -hmm. the timeline getting all crazy because of what the Avengers did in Endgame, and then Loki... uh, messing with the TVA and everything that makes more sense as to why Kang would come. I think Galactus has a better reason for that. So the, the, the 10 ring sending a beacon, I don't know, man. Um, this is one of the things that made me most excited about it. It was the first time I, in a long time where I saw a post credit scene and I wasn't just like, Oh, I know exactly where they're going to go and I can call it in the seat at the theater. Like, Oh, I know exactly what the fuck they're doing. It was, it's just enough mystery that you can, you can contemplate a few different things. And because they've blown the doors so wide open on the MCU and now anything is possible. Like we talked about when we discussed the show Loki, it's like you could literally give every fan theory validity now because anything is possible. So Mm -hmm. that happening, I was like, wow, like. I'm so excited for what this could mean. And I have guesses of what it could mean, but for the first time in years with these MCU movies, because they have had a sort of predictable trajectory. Now for the first time in a long time, I'm like excited about the unknown and the mystery of like, well, what could this mean? What could this be? You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, Ever since Phase Four started, with like WandaVision, Loki, um, everybody's just like Mephisto's coming, Mephisto's coming, Mephisto's coming. Could this be? Because you know the the Ten Rings were commanded by like a dark magic or a dark entity, and you know this thing was calling out to Wen Wu when he had the rings, and now that Shang Chi has it, and you know the color of the power of the rings shifted, and now it's this 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 light. Maybe now it's just like. Mephisto's like, you know what? Done sending henchmen. It's too strong now. I can feel I can feel its power. Like, I'm gonna track it down. I'm gonna channel 
channel that, hone in on it. I don't think that's where they're going to get Mephisto. I don't think they're going to bring that in in relation to Shang-Chi either. That doesn't make nearly as much sense as what I predicted from the post-credit on WandaVision. Mm -hmm. But again, they could do that and it would make sense in a way. Like there's, there's so many places you can go and none of them are necessarily wrong. And whichever one they choose, you could completely make it fit into this without it being like, well, that's a stretch. It's just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like fucking, fucking awesome. We're just happy they're here. You know, whoever it is. Yeah. Could play into something in, in the next Captain Marvel movie even. Yeah. Yeah. True. Another thing that was just cool, like smaller, smaller part of that post credit scene, um, you know, Captain Marvel's in it, but also Bruce Banner's in it. And Bruce Banner is no longer uh, Professor Hulk. Yeah, he's Smart just uh, yeah. just Bruce Banner again, but he's still in a sling. So it looks like from when he snapped the gauntlet, um, his arms never fully recovered. So yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Because um, there's been a lot of talk about like Thor, Love and Thunder might be Chris Hemsworth's last go at Thor. I think Hawkeye might be Jeremy Renner's last go at Hawkeye. We know Black Widow's done. I haven't heard a lot about um, about Ruffalo, like what he's doing now. Is he going to keep showing up in these movies? Like, does he like doing them? So it was really cool to see, like, I don't know. It, also, it was just cool to see those two who are massive show up in a post credit scene. Um, and like I said, I've, I've heard rumors about uh, what they want to do with Brie Larson and stuff like that. But I just thought that was really cool that they were in it because it's, in some ways with them talking about like, yeah, we really just want to keep the people who are really passionate about these projects on. Uh, I thought it was really cool that they were, they were in it. I was like, Oh shit. Like that's cool that they were, they were like, yeah, bring me back for just a, a one minute long scene. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was the post credit that I was just like, that could be a top five for the entire MCU for me. Cause of, like I said, that feeling, that feeling of the unknown and being like, could I predict things? Sure. Am I certain that any one of them is 100% correct? Absolutely not. And they could do something completely out of left field and surprise us, and it would be great. Like, I'm just so smitten. I, I loved seeing characters we're familiar with. They got different looks. You know, the the subtle implications, like you said, of, like, seeing Bruce Banner and he's not Professor Hulk anymore and, like, ooh, like, what's going on with him mm-hmm. now? You know, like, what? how did he cope with everything after Endgame. Like what what is the story there? Are we gonna learn that story? Like yeah, there's there's just so many interesting details in that. And then Wong just being like like Shang-Chi and, and Katie are just kind of like, wait, like what the fuck are you even talking about? And Wong's just like, welcome to the circus. <laughs> He's like, you're part of it now. You're fucking basically like, yeah, the universe is insane. We're done explaining it to people. You're a part of it. Just here welcome. Like you're an Avenger yeah. now, bitch. Like deal with it. <laughs> I I loved like him saying that like welcome to the circus line is all. I almost felt like hit. That's him addressing the audience in in a way of saying like we're not gonna baby you anymore. Everything's insane. You just watched a movie with fucking dragons, and you know there's there's all of these things in the MCU. That there's an alligator Loki. It's all bananas. We're about to get two multiverse movies between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Like, 
just buckle up. Welcome to the circus. Like this shit is crazy. It's popping off. There's it's no holds barred anymore. Anything goes. Get with it. Let's fucking go. <laughs> get get on or get off. Love it. Now that second post credit, I'm a little less. I'm like kind of like okay, whatever. I think that's actually going to play way more. That might play more into the Hawkeye show, actually. Mm. I think because of the stuff with Ronan, mm-hmm. and yeah. like I'm sure he had run-ins with members of the Ten Rings, stuff like that, when he was rolling as Ronan. I was uh, I was wondering where they were going to go with it, so part of me wasn't sure if it was going to like tie into either like the what is it the the Thunderbolts seems like what they're doing or if there's going to be a movie center like I. I wasn't sure. It seems like they'll have some sort of antagonistic presence in one of the movies. Um, it that post credit scene didn't do as much for me. Like I, it wasn't a wasted post credit scene. Like I think I actually said to the guy next to me, I was like, I'm glad that that scene wasn't like another Ant Man one where it was like you wait the entire time and it's just an ant playing a drum set. Like it was actually something of substance, but it also wasn't something where I was like, holy crap! It was just like, oh yeah, this. Like she was a character that I know a lot of people really liked her. I didn't think she was bad, but I felt like she was in the background for a lot of the the movie. Um, yeah. So I was kind of just like, all right, like we'll, we'll see what it is. Like it didn't blow, blow me away or anything. I was just thankful that it wasn't something that I sat there for almost no reason. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's like just a, also, I don't think that was way more predictable. Like when they were like, oh yeah, my sister's back dismantling the compound. I was like, I bet you she's not. I guarantee she's just taking over because her whole motif of like being in the background and not being allowed to train, like doing all this stuff. Like she seemed her trajectory made more sense to be like, I'm going to go and take it over. Not, you know? Yeah. She's like, finally, like I'm in Mm -hmm. and now I'm in control. So jokes on you. So that one, I kind of expect like it wasn't, I wasn't like, Oh, I bet you she's going to do this. But what, as soon as she, it was said that that's where she was like, Oh, where is she? She's at the compound. I'm like, Oh, she's going to take over the 10 rings and she's going to keep shit going. It'll be interesting to see how it's different. And it'll be interesting to see that dynamic. If she's leading an evil, like what's seen as an evil organization, but like her brother is an Avenger. Mm -hmm. So that, that'd be an interesting dynamic and like how they, how they play off of that. I'm excited to see how that is. I do think the 10 ring stuff will play more into the, um, the Hawkeye show, but I might be wrong. Did you watch the Hawkeye trailer? Oh yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that another time or something, but do you have anything else on thoughts on Shang-Chi or do you just have some tomato tomatoes for me? Tomato, tomato, tomato critics. They're bringing this in at a 92%. It's an a minus. Wow. Really good. Yeah. Tomato, the audience, they, they're eating the shit up because it's at a 98%. Wow. That's insane. That's really fucking good. That's better than most MCU movies ever get. I think it's one of the, if it's not, if it's not the highest, it is one of the highest rated MCU movies in terms of its audience score. Well, that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, a minus to A plus, right? Yeesh. For the sake of positivity... I'm going to say tomato. Oh, nice. And I gave it an A. Nice. Yeah, I really, really fucking like this movie. This is like easy contender for like possibly top three, definitely top five of the year. Oh, nice. 
For me, I went tomato and I went B plus. Wow. Yeah. Shocked. Like I said, it didn't ruin for me, but the very like I've seen this before third act was a I may have downplayed it. It was I was legitimately bummed by it. Um Wow. Yeah. I because I do like this movie. I like a lot of things about it, and I do think it's one of the better origin stories. Uh I just wish that it was I wish it was something we hadn't seen the entire way through and the last like half hour when you were getting like the big moments of it. It just felt generic like visual. There were some cool visuals, but I felt like it was generic again. And I was just like something with like Black Widow and stuff. I was just like, I don't want to feel like like I want to see new things now and uh, like not new things in terms of like, oh, I'm seeing uh, this creature that is just a ball and I've never seen it before. I want to see like I want to see them creatively do new things. And the climax of the movie just felt like it was exactly what happens in every MCU movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, like I, I love the characters. I love the humor. And for about, you know, half of this movie, I was legitimately floored by some of the action scenes. Nice. Yeah, dude, I, I had such a good time watching this movie and it, I'm so excited to see where the MCU goes from here. I'm very excited to see Eternals now. Like I was already excited, but now after how good this was and now we're setting up things moving forward, like I really want to see what Eternals can deliver for us. Uh, We got Hawkeye series coming out in like a month. We got dude fucking uh, December. We got a new Spider-Man movie. Uh, I've heard some things about Venom too that I'm very interested in. And, uh, just a mm-hmm. lot of shit going on. So if you want to know what's going on with us, the best way you can do that is uh, going to two dudes, movie reviews.com signing up for the newsletter, the monthly newsletter. We just put out another one. Yish. Yep. little October, October newsletter action. So sign up for that. That's free. Um, get some extra like written reviews, some jokey stuff thrown in there. Um, different, different special things. And, uh, you know, it's October now. We got a special October episode coming um, that we're going to be dedicating to one listener in particular, but I'm sure it's it's a review that I think a lot of people are going to really like, and it's perfect for this time of year. So that's coming really soon too. So keep your ears peeled to that. Uh, follow us at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. And uh, did I miss anything, Colin? Oh, we got new merch that you designed. Yeah, new merch. Um that's another reason you should subscribe to the newsletter because you get like notified right away when we drop new merch. But uh, since the newsletters come out, we have had two new designs out and they were equally awesome. So we should check that out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, do us a favor and give us a five star review on Apple podcast. That would be great. Five star written review. Even better. We're only a couple mm-hmm. of reviews away from picking a winner and giving you some free swag. So Go ahead and do that. And until then, suck it, swampies. Suck it, swampies.